This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that, too. Oh, yeah. All really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. On this week's Rogue and Ranger Gamecast, we discuss the week's worth of video game news. We talk about the most immersive video game worlds of all time and games that deserve a remake. So stay tuned, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I am, of course, the Ranger, the Tanner, uh, the, the Tanner? I am the, the Tanner. I'm, I am the Ranger, the Tanner, yes. Mm-hmm. No, I am the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt, and uh, as always with us here today, uh, the one, the only, the Rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you, the Tanner? <laughs> I'm doing quite well, thank you for asking. Good, uh, good. Oh, we've got a, a pretty fun episode here for you. A little, little bit of news and a little bit of uh, just us kind of, uh, you know, uh, looking over different topics and, you know, just talking about general stuff here. But I think we've got some fun stuff here planned today, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Always, always. I mean, in the world of gaming, there's always fun things to be had, you know. Um, for... Pretty much right off the bat for our like big news for today uh, is talking about Gotham Knights. Uh, so if you guys are familiar with um, Rocksteady and and you know some of the the Batman Arkham games that that they've been making in the past, uh, you know over a decade now, uh, you know they had uh, Arkham City and uh, Arkham Asylum on PS3, and then they had Arkham Knight on PS4. Uh, Arkham City and Asylum then got a, like a remaster kind of thing, and they put it into a bundle, and you could buy that on PS4. Um, right. It's pretty cheap, uh, actually, and all of those games are really, really great. So if you're familiar with those guys, uh, you'll be semi-familiar with kind of the game that they're making now. So this uh, this game was re- revealed at uh, DC Fandom, which is uh, DC... It, DC and Warner Brothers, uh, it, it's like just an expo for them to talk about what they're working on, you know, whether it be games or, or movies or comic books or, or whatever it is. 
so this uh, is according to Polygon.com. Writer Owen S. Good uh, says, The next Batman game doesn't have Batman in it, or so we're told. Gotham Knights is coming in 2021. Publisher Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment announced Saturday at DC Fandom. The reveal concludes a year of teases and insinuations about when the next game was coming and what or who it would involve. Uh, mm. Gotham Knights will be releasing on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X next year and will be playable solo or in co-op, uh, which is really interesting. I mean, um, they they really haven't done a lot of co-op in, in the Arkham games, uh, they, at least that I know of. Uh, are you familiar with the Arkham games at all? I, I got to play around with them a little bit here. Uh, now, my brother-in-law, who is probably the world's biggest Batman fan, uh, nice. he's definitely played uh, all of the Arkham games. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man, they're they're really, really great. Guys, if y'all haven't played them before, uh, I highly recommend it. And I'm not even like a huge uh, Batman fan personally. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't dislike Batman, uh, but on the list of superheroes, he's not very high up for me, I would say. No, um, what, what do you got against Batman, Steven? Ah, uh, see, I don't know. It, it's just he's just sad and angry all the time. <laughs> like he, he only has those two emotions, and like hmm. uh, I don't know. There, there's always that argument of like, oh, well, he doesn't even have any superpowers, and it's like, mm. no, but that's not the problem. Because like my favorite superhero is Iron Man, and he doesn't have any superpowers either, so th- that's obviously not a problem for me. It's just like, man, you're you're the richest guy in the world. You you have all this access to to all this technology and and all these resources, and you decide to dress up like a bat. You know, there's so many cooler things you could have done. Yeah, you you also don't need to dress up like an animal. I don't know who told you that that was a requirement to be a superhero. You don't have to be an animal. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's just weird. Um, I, my favorite thing about Batman is the villains. I think that I think Batman has some of the best villains of all time. So yeah, no, that's just I, well, where I mean, my head's at. Well, yeah, you've you've got the Joker, obviously. You got Joker. Um, yeah, you got so, Two Face. I mean, there, there's so many. Yeah, man. Penguin. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> penguins up there, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends on what uh, what it is that you that you like, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, that being said, the games are spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I, I've 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 seen a lot of people really like the game. I just personally have not gotten into it myself. It's not that mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not like I'm anti Batman, right? Right I, like, right. I like Batman. He's a good superhero. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have preferences towards like, you know, um, you know, your, your more Marvel universe, uh, perhaps as I've gotten older. Um, right. but, but, you know, maybe, maybe I'll find some fondness in, uh, in the DC universe again someday. It's yeah. just, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I'm, I'm more partial to, I guess, like, you know, if the movies blow me away, then it inspires me in some kind of way, shape or form. And mm-hmm. maybe this is a really shitty argument to make here, but like the Marvel has like knocked movies out of the park and mm-hmm. and DC yep. has arguably failed miserably uh, when it comes to their movies. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I mean, <sighs> DC's movies, they they're not bad necessarily. Um, you know, they're, they're just not for me, I I think like they're, they're hyper serious, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And in a lot of ways is actually very similar to a lot of DC comic books. So, I mean, as a, as a comic book movie, uh, it's pretty accurate, I I would say, Uh, but that doesn't necessarily make it a good movie. You know what I mean? Mm Hmm. Any so. details on if we're getting uh, Ben Affleck in this game? <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> I, I agree. I hope not too. Yeah, I, I definitely hope not. Uh, but what, what's interesting that you mentioned Ben Affleck and just, I mean, Batman in general is uh, writer uh, ONS Good goes on in this article to say in Gotham Knights, Bruce Wayne has supposedly perished in a massive explosion. And a message to his surviving comrades. He tells them how to carry on in his absence. Uh, So, yeah. uh, Apparently, in this game, Batman's actually dead. Which Uh is kind of crazy. So, you'll actually be playing uh, Red Hood, Batgirl, 
Nightwing and Robin. Um, so they hmm. said it, it is a co-op game, so you can play with people. I'm not sure if they've said, I don't think they've said whether or not it's um, split screen co-op or, or if it's online only co-op. I would assume online only co-op just because that's kind of the state of gaming right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I don't know. It, it looks really, really cool to me personally. Um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the of the Arkham series. So if we're going to get uh, you know a brand new story with uh, all these new characters, I mean, not new characters, but all these characters uh, you know, set in Gotham, it is an open world. They're doing co-op for the first time. I mean, th- this sounds like, I mean, the best case scenario in, in a new... Uh, batman centered game from rocksteady so i'm excited man mm-hmm. well and and with the the supposed death of batman i guess mm-hmm. having the multiple characters to go along with that is is a pretty cool concept because maybe deep down we're all batman really ah yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. now i will say <laughs> uh just a prediction of mine uh i mean they haven't really said much about this game. There's been like two trailers out for it, but just based on the first trailer, I'm going to guess that Batman is actually not dead and that you find out that he's not dead uh, mm. like at, at some point in the game. But that's that's no one's reporting that. That's just me like predicting or guessing, I guess. You find out that he was the Joker the whole time. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I would kind of I'd kind of be down for that. I don't know oh, how wow. they would do that, though. I, I was just kind of joking, but I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, I, I mean, in in uh, Arkham Asylum, they, they go through this whole, like, one of the big themes of the game is how, like, because um, Joker in the games, spoiler alert, by the way, um, in the games, in Arkham City, Joker actually dies. Um, right. And then... In Arkham Asylum, one of the big themes of the game is how the Joker really got into Batman's head, you know, and and he starts like hallucinating uh, that the Joker's there. And and pretty much the whole game, you have Joker like in your head, uh, you know, constantly giving monologues and judging your actions and things like that. So that whole theme of like Batman and Joker kind of being, uh, you know, tied together in some way has Mm -hmm. been talked about. So... I mean, it it would be weird, but if they do it right, it could be cool, you know? Yeah, man, yeah. I don't know, I don't a- know. Any other details out about the game that have grabbed your attention? Um, Honestly, not that I've seen. Um, I, I will say the the trailer itself looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, the the graphics on it are insane, and they even said it's a, it's a pre-alpha build, which is crazy to have it look that good in a pre-alpha build. Um, the, the only other thing that they've said story-wise is that the antagonist will be the Court of Owls, uh, which is a generations-long conspiracy of Gotham City's wealthiest families. Um, apparently ah. this was this was a uh, storyline for Batman created in 2011, so it's a, a fairly recent uh, storyline for Batman. Batman against the billionaires, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's topical, right? <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, Batman's new sidekick, Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the the hero we deserve, or, or whatever. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Gotham Knights announced coming from Rocksteady uh, sometime around next year. We'll be launching on pretty much every gaming console you you could want it on. Uh, they didn't say anything about a Switch release, but I would be very surprised if it comes out on Switch. But anyways. Mm. Um, let's see here. Yes, we got Gotham Knights. And then uh, next big thing is a a Nintendo sale going on right now for the Switch. Um, Yeah, I saw this, man. There's there's actually like a lot of games like um, like Mm -hmm. all over the place on Nintendo, on PlayStation, on Xbox. Like they're all just like giving away all like their games pretty much at like ridiculous prices. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure. Um what the exact reasoning is for the Nintendo Switch sale. I mean, whatever, buy our games. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm sure Sony and Microsoft are really just trying to get people to buy as many games as possible before the new consoles come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, Sony's running a, a games under $20 sale right now, which is, like, if, if you've been waiting on any big AAA game release from, the, like, this past generation... 
it's probably on there uh, under twenty dollars. So it's it's a really crazy sale. Yeah, man, it, it sounds like a pretty crazy sale. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've gone through and I've looked at some of the games there. I mean, I I haven't seen anything that that's caught really my eye yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still looking here. I'm still looking at at, at something that uh you know on, on PlayStation, of course, that uh, that I could possibly you know get my paws wet on. Right. I'm I'm trying to find something too. I, I mean, they they have a bunch on there. I mean, uh, there's a Witcher Three Complete Edition uh, for 15 bucks, so you mm. get the game and both expansions uh, for a steal of a price. Uh, Need for Speed Payback is on sale on there. Uh, Far Cry Four is on sale on there. I mean, there's there's so many. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, coming back to the Nintendo sale, uh, just a, a few big hitters for this sale. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is only $42. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, that is a mouthful of a title, uh, is only $40. This is the one where Mario and Luigi both have to quarantine, right? Exactly, exactly. The, the game's uh, about two weeks long. Um and at the end of your your two week quarantine, you actually take a COVID test, and yeah, uh, yeah Mario and, says I'm a clean, and, and you find out that there's no Olympics because it all got canceled. Exactly, um, exactly. So, so it was uh, actually quite a sad game. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a it's a big <laughs> departure from what they've done in the Olympic games in the past. Um, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe a quarantine is a quarantine game is what we need in these kind of times. Perhaps so, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that one's only forty dollars. Uh, Overwatch Legendary Edition twenty dollars. Diablo three for thirty dollars. Uh, Saints Row four for twenty six dollars. Um, yeah. So a lo- lot of really good games on here. And honestly, if there's a game on there that you've been thinking about grabbing, I personally would highly recommend it, just because. Uh, Nintendo doesn't put their games on sale very often, and they they sit at the full price of sixty dollars for a very 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 long time. Like I think Mario Party is still sixty dollars, and that game came out like five years ago. So, well, mm-hmm. I don't even think the Switch has been out for five years. Uh, it was it was like almost a launch title for the Switch, so it's been out for quite a while now. Um, but it, it's still full price, and Nintendo's been known to do that a lot in the past. So. Highly recommend picking up a game if if uh, if you see it on there and you've been thinking about grabbing it. Mm, most certainly, Stephen. Uh, let's see here. A uh, little piece of uh, non-news, basically. Um, Xbox or, or Microsoft, in particular, has come out in a statement and said that Xbox Series X will launch in November again. Um, they've been saying that for a while now, but someone said it again, and that's news now, apparently. So, um, yeah. Well, there News you go. that we already knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, um, and and uh, our friend Mags actually shared with me some interesting news in that uh, the the pricing on the Xbox Series X's is quite um quite expensive. It's uh, it's about a hundred dollars yeah. more than the than the um, disc drive version of the PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. um, which is uh kind of mind blowing to me here, Stephen. I mean, is there yeah. anything in in your mind that justifies that price? Well, I mean, just based off the techs, the technical specs that they've given for the Xbox, uh, the the new one, the Series X is, uh, I mean, it is the most powerful console ever made, like a hundred percent. It is on paper more powerful than the PS5, um, even. So it, it's definitely a very, very powerful console and, and has some really groundbreaking tech in there. I will say that. However, uh, if you if you will. Uh, look back in your mind to the launch of the PS3. Uh, that was five ninety nine, and uh, it got massacred on launch day. And uh, everyone bought a three sixty instead because it was a hundred dollars cheaper. Hmm. So I really hope that Xbox is able to get that price down. And, and I hope that this leak um, was not true, just because that's not going to bode well for for Xbox whatsoever if they do launch with that six hundred dollar price tag. Um, I, I'm thinking it'll probably be 500 for both, honestly. Um, 
But who knows? I mean, that that five ninety nine price came from uh, industry insider Alana Pierce. Uh, she's worked for IGN in the past. She's worked for several different game companies, and she was on a podcast um, and basically said that one of her friends who works in a retail store sent her a picture of an item listing uh, that listed the Series X at five ninety nine. Um, mm. My the only thing that makes me apprehensive about that now, Alana Pierce is is a very reputable person within the industry, um, and I'm not saying like she's highly credible. I'm not trying to take that away from her. The only thing I'm saying is uh, she didn't really provide a source. Um, and for obvious reasons, I'm sure that person didn't want to be named necessarily. Right, but, right. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. You can't just say, oh, someone sent me a picture and it's $600. I mean, like that's 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 a nothing piece of news. You did, you, you're you not corroborating sources or, or anything like that. So Honestly, I, I'm waiting for Sony and Microsoft to to come out and say what the price is, and mm. uh, I don't know. I'm leaving speculation to Reddit right now. <laughs> well, there you go. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, at, at this point, we're not getting much news about the PS5 or Series X right now. It seems like Microsoft and Sony are in like a like a a war right now where it's like. Oh, you reveal the price first. No, well, you reveal the price first. And I feel like they're both waiting for the other person to reveal it. But mm. at the end of the day, we're like three months away from this from this launch. Like, you got to say it at some point, you know? Exactly. I you know, don't know. Yeah, I, I get it, man. I get it for sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still probably in that camp of I'm going to wait it out a year. I'm going to I'm going to just download my my FIFA 21 my UFC yeah. 4 I'm going to wait it out a year I'm going to wait till FIFA 22 mm-hmm. and and uh, and I'll go and buy the the PlayStation 5 or the the Xbox Series X after that and we'll figure out mm-hmm. which one maybe maybe I'll go and buy both since the price will probably be you know maybe what 75% of what it was previously on launch day yeah, I mean they they might knock like fifty bucks off or, or something like that. Um, uh, of course, next year also um, they will be available for Black Friday deals as well. Um, exactly. So you know that'll get you a bunch of money off there and probably some kind of um, bundle or something. You know, GameStop and Best Buy they mm-hmm. always do crazy uh, you know bundles for Black Friday. Got to use your student loans wisely, kids. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not, not advising that you do that. No, 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 no. I'm absolutely not either. But, uh, you know, if you need to, I mean, I, I understand, you know, I'm getting a PS5 as soon as I can. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm going to go to the, the midnight release probably at, at GameStop and, and get my hands on one. I'm assuming they'll do a midnight release, even with all this COVID stuff. Just mm. make people social distance and wrap the line in, like around the block or something. I don't know. There you go. There you um, go. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Series X will launch in November. Um, there's there's your news. That's we, they've said that like six times already. But we knew it. <laughs> we we knew it. But now we know it again. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, Stephen, I'm going to change gears here for you. Yeah. And, uh, and and I'm actually I, I I came across this article here and I found it to be interesting and I wanted to get your thoughts on this and and kind of run these titles by you here. Okay. Uh, this is per TheGuardian.com and writer Luke Holland, um, uh, who has composed a list of the top 10 best game worlds to get lost in. Mm. Uh, so again, like the most immersive games, uh, I, I guess, uh, in terms of, um, you know, being like, I don't know, compelling and like having, you know, you have tons of activities that you can do and kind of get lost in a, in a different world. Um, yeah. Definitely probably uh, useful uh, during uh, uh, COVID times. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I like this article already. That's a cool concept for an article. Indeed, Stephen. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to list off a title for you, as well as um, as the writer uh, Luke Holland's opinion, um, uh, and I guess his description of the game, and then you can decide and and give me your take on it. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so the first one on the list was The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, Luke writes after uh, revolutionizing 3D games once the 1998 Ocarina of uh, once with Ocarina of Time, Nintendo rewrote the rulebook here, uh, uh, sculpting a colossal world of staggering complexity. It gives you the basic tools you need and then simply lets you loose, leaving you to uh, paraglide from soaring peaks, cook a steak dinner, um, um, make uh, uh, what is that word? 
a dirigible out of uh, mm. monster guts, uh, befriend a dog, or motorbike through a desert at your leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, mm-hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild, as far as games uh, with worlds that you can get lost in, where, where does that rank for you there? Yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild surely is up there for sure. Uh, it has a really, really cool world, and I like that he hit on the point where um, they don't really like give you much info with, with Breath of the Wild. They're, they're kind of just like, okay, here's the mechanics of the game. Here's like where some things are. Um, go have fun. You know, they, they don't really, it, it, they don't hold your hand through that game whatsoever. Um, they they kind of just shove you into the world, uh, which is really cool. And it just in terms of like immersion and, and getting lost in the world, uh, Breath of the Wild is fantastic for that. Uh, I definitely agree with that. I will say though, Breath of the Wild is not, in my opinion, I know I'm going to get some hate for this, um, but in my opinion, Breath of the Wild is not as like crazy hyper, like, it's not as revolutionary as everyone makes it out to be in my opinion um it's it's a very good open world uh has very good mechanics to it very good puzzles and and things like that very good enemies to fight um but i mean it's it's not like it's the most revolutionary thing in the world like it's an open world game right let's all calm down a little bit like uh, when I don't know. When Breath of the Wild first came out, everyone was like, oh, my God, there's no game like this. It's it's one of a kind, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, can we all just agree that it's a great game with without trying to get like all hyperbolic about it? You know, mm-hmm. well, I think, probably, I think probably I think probably what what the word here that I think bothered you the most here. Uh, in, in Luke's writing is revolutionizing um, yes. 3D games. Um, I could understand if, if 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 we put it strictly down to, hey, Steven, is this a, a game with one of the best worlds to get lost in? Uh, I mean, would you say that that is true or, or would, that, uh, yes. would that still not ring true? Okay, so, so you it, do it is true. You do agree at, with the principle of it. It's just it, it's not a revolutionary game as maybe uh, uh, Luke had put it here. Um, in my opinion, yeah, and there's okay. a lot of people that'll disagree with me on that, and, and that's fine. You know, you're in, you're entitled to your opinion. You know, yeah, of course. Um, let me see here. Next up on the list was was in fact one of the games that you just named off a moment ago, uh, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Mm. Uh, Luke writes this dark adult fantasy. Think of Game of Thrones with more monsters and marginally less sex. Presents a huge. That's canvas. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it presents a huge canvas of forest cities, archipelagos, and vineyards, and stuffs it into a uh, it stuffs it to bursting with things to do. Uh, follow mm-hmm. the story, explore, hunt monsters, or drink, brawl, and play cards as Geralt of Rivia. It's up to you. Of course, uh, The Witcher Three available on PC and consoles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to talk about revolutionary? Uh, open world games. Let's talk about The Witcher Three uh, for sure. Now, the really the the thing that I think separates The Witcher Three's open world and uh, Zelda's open world is that yes, Zelda's open world is very compelling and there's a lot of things to do in there. But in terms of like interacting with people and interacting with the world, like 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 as a whole, I guess. Um, it's really kind of empty in my opinion, whereas the Witcher is hustling and bustling wherever you are in in the world. I mean, you're, they take immersion to like the next level, you know, like you'll, you'll do something in the game and make a choice. And then 50, 60 hours later, you're on a completely different continent and you walk by some people and they happen to be whispering about it, you know? And so, yeah, I, I highly Highly agree with this. Uh, revolutionary open world, um, one that you can absolutely get lost in or, or be you know highly immersed in. So, yes, Witcher 3, definitely. All right, good deal. Uh, next up on the list is a personal favorite of mine, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. Uh, only a developer. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> moving on then. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, Luke writes, only a developer with the sheer resources of Grand Theft Auto developers Rockstar could build a world this massive, yet stuff every nook and cranny with uh, such an obsessive level of detail. Become a train-robbing outlaw or Robin Hood-esque folk hero. Or simply, while away on your hours wandering, it's a beautiful, dirty, and desolate interpretation of the Wild West. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely belongs on this list for sure. Um, I mean, a, a lot of interactivity b- between the world and, you know, there's, d- depending on, you know, there's not a lot of necessarily, like, choices in, in Red Dead. Um, I, I mean, there are to a certain degree, but not a lot that would, uh, you know, extremely impact the world. But as the story goes on, the world changes and, and things pop up, you know, out of nowhere. Your camp is moving all over the place. People will talk to you about things that they've heard about you uh, and, and heard about the, you know, the things that, that you've done and things like that. And then also, really this is the the big point that that puts red dead on this list is the attention to detail uh, of everything i I mean they they built a a new world like a hundred percent and every little piece of it you know um so yeah red dead 100 percent. i definitely agree with that well good deal good deal um all right next one up on the list here and i think i agree um with red dead absolutely so far as well um next up on the list a newcomer here ghost of tsushima Ah. Um, taking an impressive approach when realizing the titular uh japanese island uh this game turns the 13th century mongol invasion into a dazzlingly colorful uh visual spectacle Songbirds, foxes, or petals on the wind will gently guide you to points of interest, including quiet spots where you can compose a haiku, uh, making it one of the prettiest, most soothing visual. Uh, I'm sorry, soothing virtual worlds. It possible. Uh, it's possible to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost of mm-hmm. Sush- uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Stephen. Uh, have you heard of this? Have you played it yet? Well, obviously you've heard of it, but have, yeah. you, have you gotten a chance to play it yet yourself? Unfortunately, not. No, I, I have not gotten a chance to play it. Um, I've I've seen my roommate uh, play it, and, and I've watched him uh, just for maybe like an hour or so. Um, I, I will say, I haven't seen anything that would make me disagree uh, with the writer of this list. Honestly, um, the the thing that I'm glad they they hit the note on is like the the flower petals and like birds like leading you to points of interest in the game. Uh, I think that's a really really cool way to do it. Um, I was playing a game called Black Desert. Uh, it's a MMO, and one of the ways that you can set the the navigation in the game is to have a fairy uh, follow you around instead of like uh, an arrow on the ground or whatever. And little things like that really add to the world. I think just because like yeah, it's it's easy to just put a line on the ground and tell the player to follow it. But if you put like, like uh, what black desert does, you put a fairy in there or, or like what goes Tsushima does with birds or, or flower petals or things. It, it almost, it makes you forget that you're playing a game. You know what I mean? And, and mm. it just really just puts you in that world and uh, allows you to get completely lost in it because you're not like, Oh, I need to follow this line to get to the next objective in this video game that I'm playing. You know, it, it's more so, oh, I need to follow that flower and see what's going on, you know. Uh, so it, it's way easier to get lost with those kind of things. So I'll say I don't disagree, uh, but I haven't played it, so I don't necessarily want to go one way or the other. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Um, well, I can say that I find it to be quite immersive myself. Mm. I do enjoy it quite a bit. Right on. Um, let me see here. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Uh, Yes! I'm oh man, yes. This game is so <laughs> underrated. Well, I'll let you go ahead and talk about it then. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I mean the the game is, like I said, completely underrated. One hundred percent the best Assassin's Creed game they've ever made. One hundred percent. Um it, it's very different than a lot of other Assassin's Creed games. It's not very story heavy. Um it it's kind of honestly a little bit like Breath of the Wild in the sense that they just say, okay, here's the tools and, and you go have fun. You know, um, most Assassin's Creed games, it's like 30 hours, 30, 40 hours uh, I- until you beat the game with Odyssey. You can put in 100, 200 plus hours and never beat the game. There, There's so many little hidden things in that game. Uh, like hidden side quests, hidden uh, characters, uh, historical figures that you meet, uh, not necessarily through the story, but just through like some offshoot, uh, you know, side quest chain that that they have that that's completely optional. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of things 
that if you don't take the time to explore in that game, you will miss. Um, so exploration is is very encouraged in that game, which is one of the pieces that I think makes it so immersive in the sense that like you don't know what's out there. It's up to uh, Alexios or um, Christina, either character that you pick. It's up to them to explore and to find out what's out there and to find out what to do next. So um yeah, I'm I'm super glad to hear about this game on the list because I, I think it's criminally underrated. One of the best games from this last generation, in in my opinion. So, yes, highly recommend it. Highly agree. Wow. Okay. Well, quite sorry. The ringing I, I'm it. <laughs> quite fiery. The, quite the ringing endorsement here from Steven uh, for uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, let's see here. Moving right along, uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Um, so, uh, Stephen, how much of Skyrim do you remember? Because maybe this is going back a little bit far for you. Yeah, it's definitely going back further. I mean, I don't know. Bethesda, like, re-releases that game, like, every year at this point on whatever console. Uh, Skyrim Special Edition Deluxe Hyper X edition i don't know they they've re-released that game like 17 times so um you know whether you played it on the on ps3 when it first came out or or now when when they re-released it on next gen i mean uh people have had the option to play that game for a very long time now i will say this about skyrim uh i didn't play a lot of it personally uh i will say though from everything i've heard uh from people talking about it. It's one of the best open world games of all time, from what I've heard. Um, me, uh, I guess the the characters and, and the world uh, didn't really speak to me as much as a game like The Witcher did, personally. Um, I, I also didn't play any of the other, other, uh, any of the other Elder Scrolls mm. games as, it, as well, so... It, it is very cow-centric, Steven. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> That was good. That was good. But yeah, I mean, it just uh, didn't really speak to me as much as some other people uh, personally. I don't want to necessarily, necessarily like have that take away from the game. It just wasn't for me. So I don't know. I don't necessarily disagree because a lot of people would would have my head if I did. Um, but I don't feel very strongly one way or the other, I'll say. <laughs> well, so I remember it being, I, I think it's actually pretty brilliant forerunner to games like um, like Red Dead Redemption 2, like, you know, um, you know Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like um, the, the Witcher, like these very much open world kind of games here uh, where you, you do kind of make your own kind of destiny with the game, right? Right. Um, I mean, it is very much an old world kind of game game and yes they do remake it quite a bit um but i, I do like it it's uh, i mean it's an older game on the list but uh, i can remember um many a day off with my uh, my good friend david uh mm. when we had an apartment together uh we would spend most of the day on the couch and he would watch uh, he would he would actually play the game and i would watch as i did something hey, else there you um, go but yeah lots of good hazy times there on the couch <laughs> in the sure. first apartment um <laughs> Now, I will say I liked it enough that whenever Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, I will be buying it. Um, it's just I liked it, but not enough to put in like five, six hundred plus hours like some people, you know. Fair enough, man. Fair yeah. enough. So. Well, so here's a game that, um, that I personally haven't heard of, but maybe you can help me out with this one here. Kingdom okay. Come Deliverance. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what the writer Luke says here, it may not be the biggest rolled on here, but it certainly isn't the boniest, and it certainly isn't the boniest, uh, which I think that's a preferable thing. Um, but the War Horses, uh, historically accurate 15, uh, 15th century Bohemia is one of the most immersive. You play as a peasant, not a knight or wizard, but a blacksmith's son called Henry whose home is uh, raised by war uh, with barely any idea, at the beginning at least, of how to even swing a sword. I see, I see. Um, so I've definitely heard of the game. Um, I'm having trouble kind of remembering any gameplay that I've seen. Uh, I have not played it myself, so I don't really want to say one way or the other. I will say, it, from what I'm reading here, it's set in the Holy Roman Empire, 
that's a cool time frame for it to be in and for it to have been on this list. I'm assuming they they kind of uh, nailed it to a certain degree. So, I, I mean, it sounds like a really uh, compelling game. I just haven't been able to get my hands on it. Right on, man. Right on. No worries. Uh, let, let's move on to maybe a, a game. So we're gonna, we're gonna leave maybe like an NA on there, but but we'll move on okay. to a game where I know both of us are fairly familiar here. No Man's Sky. Um, yeah. What do you think of No Man's Sky, Stephen? Oh man. Uh, so No Man's Sky is, is a really really cool uh, proof of concept, in, in my opinion. It, it's more of a proof of concept, not so much a game. Honestly, it's it's really fun for maybe about 20 to 30 hours, in, in my opinion, just like going around and exploring, seeing the new seeing different types of animals and plants, different types of planets, whether it's, you know, like a lava planet, ice planet, if it's, uh, you know, a Terra planet similar to Earth, uh, you know, seeing the, the different space stations and blah, 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 blah. It's cool, but it's very hollow. It's extremely hollow, and there's really not much to do. Um, really, the whole game is collecting materials and crafting things from those materials, um, which I guess kind of makes it similar to, to Minecraft or, or Terraria in a in a like kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's not a bad game, but I don't think that it I don't think it belongs on a most immersive open world of all time list personally okay well um i mean so i think that is a is a pretty um large world here i mean i can definitely imagine people getting immersed into it pretty easily Mm -hmm. i i just i don't know uh immersed yeah I, i guess i could see someone being immersed the the only the only problem is just like it gets boring for me, you know, mm-hmm. and so like after a while, that kills the immersion is being bored. So uh, right off the bat, yeah, pretty immersive for sure. Uh, that wears off very quickly though. So okay, well, um, let me see here. We've only got two more on the list here. One seems to jump out as fairly obvious here, but uh, this next one I haven't actually heard of before. Divinity: Original Sin Two by Larian Studios. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard about it. Played it a tiny bit, uh, but not a lot. I know it's like a it's a Diablo uh, style game, you know, top down uh, dungeon crawler type game. Uh, the gameplay that that I played was pretty smooth, uh, all of that. But I don't know. I have a problem getting quote unquote immersed in any game that's not first or third person. If it's like, like. Uh, Path of Exile, Pillars of Eternity, Diablo, uh, Hotline Miami, like these like top-down kind of games. That's a very uh, that, that's a very video game point of view, and, and so it's very hard for me to forget that I'm playing a video game whenever it's in that point of view. I know that's a weird like distinction, but that's that's just like how I am. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it all it always feels like a game, so it's very hard to to lose yourself in those worlds in my opinion mm, okay okay well we'll we'll do this one here uh, just to kind of finish this off and we'll, we'll move on to uh to um i guess our, our closing segments here uh mm-hmm. but um grand theft auto 5 steven grand theft auto 5 probably one of the most immersive worlds ever created in video games ever yes. at this point mm-hmm. 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 absolutely um i, I mean with with games like The Witcher, they're recreating. Um, well, obviously The Witcher is like a fictional world, but in, in terms of like the whole like it's very old timey themed. Um, with, with games like that, you're recreating history books. You're you're recreating text. You're you're recreating uh, descriptions uh, of that time period. Uh, only how people have described it. Um, with Grand Theft Auto Five, they looked around the world and recreated the world. Um, I, I mean, you can you can buy cars, you can buy stocks, you can, I mean, yeah, 100%. They're, they're like, there's flat tires. You can walk into a gun store and, and buy one. You can go buy a vest. I, like, you can go interact with your wife and kid. I, I mean, the, 
they have pretty much every detail in there for you to just completely get lost in it. It's it's a very one to one remake. Uh, well, it's a satire remake, but it, it's it's still very accurate to you know how the world is uh, to a certain degree. So. Yeah, yeah, Grand Theft Auto, hundred percent. Was that number one on the list for him, or? Well, these these weren't in any kind of order here. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. But but I I could see games like maybe Cyberpunk, uh, you right, know, which is com- going to be coming out soon here. Uh, mm-hmm. I could definitely see that one probably landing on lists in the future. You know. Oh uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, I thought this was a very interesting list, and so when I saw it, I thought of you. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would have. If this was listed and Grand Theft Auto was number one on the list, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on here to something that I, I I think that both of us were were pretty intrigued by, and we've talked about it on this show here before. But um, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two are going to be relaunched. Um, yes. uh, this September on uh, Xbox, PlayStation 4, and on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that being said, uh, you, you've got a lot of things going into this game here, a lot of differences uh, being made, and from what I can tell, uh, some very, very key upgrades being made uh, into the graphics of everything, and this oh, yeah. game looks pretty stunning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the game looks really, really good. Like, um... I don't know, like some some remakes uh, that come out, you know, they look really, really good when compared to the older game. Uh, but this this new Tony Hawk game, man, it just looks good just by itself. It just sorry about that, folks. I kind of lost Steven there for a second. I had some technical difficulties there. Um, but uh, yes, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm-hmm. Four, uh, not four, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two being relaunched on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, uh, mm-hmm. and PC. Um, so looks like some pretty cool stuff going on here, Stephen. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. Um, I-, I mean, like I was saying, with uh, some of these new remakes, like Destroy All Humans, the the remake came out uh, last month, and the game looks really good. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I think it looks really good when compared to the old game. Um, now obviously it's going to look much better. It's, it's a 2020 game instead of a, you know, 2007 game. Of course it's going to look better, but, um, with this new Tony Hawk game, man, the graphics are insane. Like it looks really, really good. And not even just compared to the old games. It just looks really, really good. Even just by itself. You know what I mean? Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of uh, really fond memories of Tony Hawk. I've played every single game. It's one of my favorite gaming franchises of, of all time, really. Uh, I was super bummed about Pro Skater 5 because that game was hot garbage. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see that they're that they're remaking 1 and 2. I hope this means that they're remaking 3 and 4 and Underground 1 and 2, possibly. Maybe even American Wasteland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get my hopes up too much because American Wasteland is like one of my favorite games ever. Um, and definitely my favorite Tony Hawk game. So if they remake that one, I'm I'm all in. Uh, I'll pay whatever I need to for it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, man. No, I mean, well, they, they've had some some cool features to it too, right? Like they they've got the uh, uh, the features with the um, you know uh, what is it the co op like online co op. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got a lot of different cool things going on with the game. So I'm pretty excited to see where they go with this here. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, with that new trailer that they showed off a lot of, uh, you know, really iconic uh, levels from from the original games. They're bringing back a lot of the the uh, professional skater uh, roster that they had from the original games. I really hope that it has the original soundtrack, too, which would be cool. Um, but one really cool part in the trailer is they show back to back gameplay of the of the first game or the first and second game and they'll they'll show you like a part in the skate park in the first game and then they'll show you that exact same part of the skate park in in the the newly updated game with the new graphics and everything and it's just night and day man just night and day new one looks so good it looks very very good and and this kind of uh i guess brought us to talking about uh what it would be 
uh, if we were to remake some of maybe our favorite games uh, from yesterday uh, from yesteryear as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, you and I have both, uh, I guess, drawn up a list of of two games each that we would like to see remade. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I guess into into something else or or, or uh, rebooted in some way. Um, so um, I guess we can uh, just kind of look at each other's lists here and kind of figure out what it is that that uh, that needs to happen for this game to happen. Um, yeah, for sure. What game do you have on your list first, Stephen? Well, this is one that that I've talked about for a, a really long time. I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, and, and there's even been you know rumor after rumor after rumor over the past like decade and a half um, about this game coming back, uh, maybe making a sequel, possibly doing a reboot or a remake. Uh, who knows? But uh, the game I'm talking about is, of course, Bully. Um, it's a a game released in 2008, I believe by Rockstar Games. Uh, it's basically Grand Theft Auto, uh, but the main character is 15 and it takes place at a private boarding school. Um, so it's, it's like lighthearted Grand Theft Auto, basically, you know, you're, you're going around giving people wedgies and, and pantsing people, uh, you know, throwing giant rubber band balls down hallways and knocking people out, shooting people with spud cannons, uh, you know, uh, uh, spray painting or, or tagging the school with, uh, you know, Ridgemont High sucks and, and stuff like that. It's just a really, really fun game. Honestly, it's 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 Grand Theft Auto in, in every sense of the word but in a schoolyard. So Bully is, is one of my favorite games of all time. I actually uh, just played it again recently. It's available on um, Xbox One and uh, PlayStation, as well as PC, if you haven't played it already. And it did get sort of a remaster at one point, back in like 2012 or 2013 or so. Um, but it was really is the same game in, in a lot of ways, which there's nothing wrong with it. It's still a great game. But if I could get like an honest to God remake or an honest to God reboot of, of this gaming franchise, I would be so so happy. Have you ever played Bully? I had not actually no, but uh, I, I I did see about it. Uh, again, you and I tend to play different kinds of games, so I mean I, I I'm generally aware of the games uh, mm-hmm. that that you'll bring up from time to time. But but generally I I don't dive into that world too often. Unfortunately, it's not that I don't want to. I just. Uh... Sometimes, you know, Stephen. I just, well, dude, there's there's only so much time in the day. I mean, I get it. <laughs> yes, of course. There's only um, so much time in the day and only so much space on your shelf for, for video games, you know? Well, yeah, and, and I get that. Um, but I will say that um, uh, based on what I... Um, I know of the game and based off of what you've told me, it is a very, very fun game. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I would definitely be open to, uh, I guess playing it if it was to be remade. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd buy you a copy, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Steven. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, what's, what's on your mind for, for your remake? Well, or I guess I, one of your remakes. What I would like to have remade would actually be so. So the first one on my list, the first one I thought of was um, 007 Goldeneye. Oh, nice! I, I would like to have that remade. Yes, it's a very, very old game, but I would like to see it remade nonetheless. All the more reason, right? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like a refresher. We haven't had a James Bond game in quite some time, um, and and Pierce Brosnan is kind of like you know, uh, I guess from from people of our generation, maybe one of the more iconic uh, James Bond characters um, before he like retired and became Daniel Craig, who is also very much an iconic James Bond. Uh, himself, uh, but yeah, I I I feel as though Goldeneye really kind of uh, just had everything that you wanted in a first-person shooter on the N64. Um, but if they were to relaunch it and hopefully maybe put it across all platforms and PC, I think that would be pretty brilliant. Um, you know, plus uh, the game was easily breakable to where you could have like all the unlockable features and everything like that. And if you wanted to play on God mode, you could, but, mm-hmm. um, it's all the more fun just to kind of leave it as is. And, um, it's an excellent co-op game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were to have all of the characters that you have in the James Bond universe available for play on like a massive online, uh, kind of environment, I think that would be pretty nifty. That would be pretty nifty. Pretty nifty for sure. I mean, I mean, Goldeneye. It's like, uh, 
the father of of first person shooters, basically. Uh, the, I mean, the, the great grandfather, perhaps. Yeah, the the great grandfather. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, a GoldenEye remake would would be dope as hell. I, I mean, they've they've done like a remaster in the past, but it, it wasn't like a full on reboot. It was just kind of like, hey, you remember this game? You know, mm-hmm. here it is mm-hmm. again. But they didn't necessarily make like a new game out of it. Um, and, and I definitely agree with you. I mean, we haven't had a, a a super good James Bond film or James Bond video game in a very, very long time. And I, I think just the, the like, uh, what what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, like everyone knows Goldeneye, you know? And, mm. and so bringing back that type of game could, could honestly bring a lot of people that maybe fell out of gaming, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it could bring them back in. Cause they're like, Oh snap. I, re- I remember, you know, sitting, sitting down at the TV, you know, six, seven years old and, and popping Goldeneye in. I'd love to do that again. You know what I mean? Indeed. Indeed. There is a feeling of uh, nostalgia, uh, yeah. to maybe relaunching a Goldeneye. Yeah, absolutely. So th- that's definitely a really good, uh, really good choice there. Um, man, this this whole conversation just making me think of like all these different games from my childhood that I would love a remake of. Um, but mm. I do, I do have to uh, narrow it down to a few. So um, the the next one that that I have here is from a company called Harmonix. Uh, you probably know Harmonix from Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Um, pretty much any like music type game that has come out has been made uh at least in part by harmonics um so uh the next game i really want to reboot for is called amplitude um it's a pretty obscure game uh from the ps2 days um Hmm. yeah so it's a it has a lot of similarities to Guitar Hero and Rock Band in a lot of ways, but like Guitar Hero, where um, you pick like bass or guitar, or if you're playing Rock Band, it's bass, guitar, drums, or or singing. You know, um, with Amplitude, you actually play all of that. You play all of the parts. So you'll you'll switch to a drum track and, and uh, play that for about four measures. And, and if you hit every note in those four measures, then the drum track will disappear for a little bit and you'll switch to the guitar track. And then you play four beats of uh, or four measures of the guitar track, and then if you hit every note there, then that one goes away, and you switch to the singing, and and it goes like that through every single instrument in the entire song. So as you're playing, you're switching. Bam! I'm playing the drums. Switch. Now I'm singing. Switch. Now I'm playing the guitar, and uh, it, it's just a really really cool concept, and it's it's a very one of a kind game. There's really not anything like it. Um, they did get a, another game uh just called amplitude uh released in 2015 or or 16 somewhere around there um the problem with the newest one though is that it was a completely original soundtrack whereas the first amplitude game uh, had a soundtrack very similar to like a tony hawk or or like a racing game where it had a, a lot of a lot of pop punk on it, uh, mm. you know, like some 41 uh, Foo Fighters, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the the original soundtrack of the new game, it's good, but I'm not playing the songs that I love. I'm just playing the songs that you have given me, you know. Um, so I would love to see a, a new Amplitude game, a, a reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, um, with either the original soundtrack from the PS2 game or with a brand new soundtrack with, you know, some of today's, uh, some of today's hits or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, an amplitude remake would, uh, that would make my day. Well, there you go. I mean, I mean like, yeah, when you first said amplitude, I I had to kind of like scroll through my Rolodex of uh, (laughs) games that I played. Uh, but yeah, no, I remember Amplitude the more that you described it, and and I would think that'd be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would definitely have, um, uh, I think, a place here as as kind of. Uh, I mean, I understand that Guitar Hero and Rock Band are some of the, I guess, the most popular titles uh, being mm-hmm. played still even to this day here. Um, but I think for the expense of it and and all the things that you would have to buy, whether it be the guitars or the drum set or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. This could be a, a good budget alternative, um, and, yeah. and with with uh, you know the titles like if we were to update the song track uh, or the the soundtrack rather of uh, Amplitude, then yeah, I could definitely see it working. 
yeah, I, I would, uh, I'd, I'd jump up for joy. Honestly, uh, I love love Amplitude. I played so much of it on on PS2. Uh, I did play a lot of the new one, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the soundtrack, uh, just because I, I just wanted another Amplitude. You know what I mean? Mm, indeed. So I kind of I, I put up with the soundtrack, but yeah, an honest to god remake would would be great. Of course. I'm going to kind of cheat here on my, my next pick. I'm actually picking a series because I would hope that they would actually be able to merge uh, the whole series into one remake here, okay. uh, as they did with, with Tony Hawk to an extent. Uh, but I would like them to remake the Time Splitter series. Uh, oh, nice. It's a, uh, it's a cartoon um first cartoon style first person shooter so like games like um like one of your favorites steven um oh what's that game called oh shoot i just had it in my mind just a second ago borderlands borderlands thank you nailed it (laughs) uh so so games like borderlands are heavily influenced by like i guess time splitters look Mm -hmm. um but the time splitters series is very unique in that it's 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 literally um, like a time traveling first person shooter game. So there's a lot of characters that you play as. There's a lot of uh, completely unique weapons uh, that you use throughout the whole entire series. Uh, so again, it would be a game that would be good for both storylines as well as uh, online multiplayer play. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where I'm going with that. I would like to be able to play all three uh, games that I remember having as a kid. I think there was only three of them uh, that I can remember. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I would I would love to see that remade, Stephen. Yeah, see, Time Splitters is cool. I I didn't really play it uh, when I was a kid. Uh, it just kind of I don't know. When, when you're a kid, you kind of you you play the games that are bought for you. Uh, so uh, I, I never got my hands on Time Splitters a, as a kid, but I've heard a lot about it. And I have this thing with with me where I have a really hard time going back and playing old games just because, uh, you know, the graphics aren't amazing. The, the, the movement and aiming is kind of clunky compared to today's standards. And I guess I've just been spoiled with, you know, how polished games have been recently. Um, and so I have a, I have a hard time going back and playing games, but time splitters is one of those games that I'm really sad that I missed out on. So if they were able to do a 2020 remake uh, of time splitters and, and just give people like me a chance to experience that story, I'd be all over it. Like I, I would buy it in a heartbeat, you know? Of course. Of course. I, I think we, I think we picked some really good remakes here. I think so too, man. I think that we yeah. picked a, picked out a strong list and uh, yeah, I'm pretty impressed here for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but I, th- I think that does it for this week here, Stephen. Unless you have any other news. Uh, honestly, not really. With uh, with Xbox and, and Sony both playing their, you know, holding their cards close to their chest. Uh, there's not really a lot of news coming out right now. Um, Breath of the Wild two may or may not have leaked. Um. It's a leak slash rumor, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but that may or may not be happening now, so that's kind of cool. Um, but mm-hmm. but I mean, other than that, it, it's there's really not a lot of news going on. Well, right on, man. Uh, well, I think that does it for this week here. Um, uh, thank you again, of course, everybody, for tuning in to yet another episode of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. You'll see the Headlock Talk radio banner right there on the screen. Just give us a follow. I'll follow you back. It'll be a, it'll be a whole thing. Right, uh, no whole thing. It'll be a whole thing. <laughs> um, we do have promo codes for you guys. Uh, again, these promo codes do not expire. Uh, so first off, please go to naturallyhemp's.com, uh, pr- premier uh, manufacturers of CBD goods. Uh, they've got everything from uh, CBD uh, tinctures, sublinguals, gummies, and more. Excuse me. Um, You can also use uh, the different lotions and balms and skin products that they have as well. All of it is premium stuff. Uh, They do give you promo code for 10% off on your first purchase, but uh, we instead say go ahead and use the promo code HLT10. Again, that's HLT10 at checkout. Uh, You'll actually get 10% off on your order, and you can Mm -hmm. use it forever. The, The promo code never expires, so you can always go back for your second, third, and you know, 1100th purchase uh, yes. from, from Naturally <laughs> Hemp's, uh, and use promo code HLT10 for 10% off. Um, 
While you're doing that, you can also visit their sister website, naturallypuresanitizer.com, for all of your hand sanitizer needs. Uh, obviously, it's really important to keep your hands clean nowadays, folks. Uh, so make sure to go to naturallypuresanitizer.com. Uh, purchase yourself a good-sized amount of hand sanitizer, because you always want to make sure to keep your hands clean. And use promo code HLT10 to receive a 10% off discount there as well. Uh, if you are a vapor and in need of e-liquid, you can visit um, uh, AmericanVaporCompany.com and you can actually uh, purchase e-liquid uh, from there and receive 10% off using promo code HLT10 as well. Uh, they've got everything from fruit flavors, menthol flavors, tobacco flavors, cereal flavors, and even candy flavors. Uh, so uh, definitely a wide variety uh, if you're looking to experiment with your e-liquid flavors. Um, so yes, use promo code HLT10 on all websites, uh, for 10% off and the offer never expires. Um, other than that, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts today, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, Steven, am I forgetting anything? I think that's everything, dude. Alrighty, man. Well, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm glad that we could uh, have fun taking a look into uh, the world of gaming once again. I'm, of course, the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, with me here today, uh, the Rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thank you, guys. Take care, and have yourselves a great rest of the day. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever.